Hello again and good evening, friends. Tonight we're talking about spiritual warfare. You're going to be hearing real stories from real people. and But more importantly, we're going to be learning Bible principles and tools for when we do encounter um, demon-possessed people and, and other spiritual warfares. So will you pray with me and we'll get started. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for your strength, your faithfulness, your forgiveness, your love towards us. And we pray that tonight you would equip us to do your work, to be mission-minded, and to not be afraid at all of the devil and his angels. Give us faith in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'll start with a story. I was going to Southern Adventist University, and as I was walking to school, I would walk to school every day. And it was about a mile walk, and as I was walking, there was this lady on the sidewalk coming my way, and I asked God, I said, Lord, um, give me the words to say just to be a blessing to this person today. And so as we were crossing paths, she had a drum in her hand, and I said, I like your drum because I like music. And she said, I'm not a witch, was her response. And I looked at her, and then she said, I know who you are. And... She said, and your marriage is cursed. And, but remembering what I've read in the Bible and what to do in those situations is not to talk to the demons, but to bring up the name of Jesus. So I said, my wife and I serve Jesus Christ and nothing, our marriage is not cursed with him in the middle of our marriage. And when she heard this, she kept walking and started to bang on her drum. And later on, I looked up that drum and it is a drum um, used in witchcraft and stuff. It's a hand drum. And so, very interesting. Well, we're totally in a spiritual warfare. And we can expect when we are in right relationship with Jesus, when we are seeking to carry out the mission he's called us to, we will face opposition from demonic forces. In fact, if we are not facing any of that, maybe we're a little too comfortable and the devil is uncomfortable, or the devil is comfortable with us being comfortable. So let's look at some tools to fight in this great controversy. If you have your Bibles, go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Starting in verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts <clears throat> of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, 
being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly, as I ought to speak. Wow, so we see a bunch of armor here. We see armor, and then on top of the armor, we see two uh, weapons of offense, really. And one of those is the sword of the Spirit, which Hebrews, the book of Hebrews tells us, uh, that is the Word of God, is the sword of the Spirit, sharper than any two-edged sword. And, and the other weapon I see here is prayer, and praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to the sin with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So, and isn't that how Jesus responded to the devil's attacks? He did it with the, the same sword. We have the same sword that Jesus used. What a blessing. You know, I've been reading a, a certain book, and in that book that she talks about Satan's strategies, to stop us, his number one strategy is to stop you from spending time with God, to prevent you from really connecting with him. Because Satan is fine with you and I having a back burner devotional life, a rushed prayer here or there, or a verse of the day kind of devotional life. But Satan is absolutely terrified when you and I put time aside to genuinely seek the face of the Lord in prayer and basking in his word. The author writes some of the distractions that can take our time away from God. She talks about um, too much of anything, even if it's good, is bad, whether it's exercise or sports or reading books or watching movies or video games. Um, and all kinds of distractions. And even if some of those things are good, they can take away. So, you know, Jesus understands our human condition. We see this in the book of Hebrews chapter 4. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And you know, through life, Jesus became weary, just like you and I. We become tired and anxious about things, but Jesus became weary. We see this in John 4, verse 6. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. So we see he was wearied from his journey. So how did, how did Jesus press on when he was weary? How did he combat this weariness? Luke 5, 16 tells us, He himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. And Luke 6, 12 says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray, and continued all night in prayer to God. Another one, Mark 1.35, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. 
And one more, Matthew 14, 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. Jesus knew that his time with his father was the best thing he can do to regain strength and to be prepared for the great controversy for the spiritual warfare that he was to face. Uh, a teacher and pastor of mine, Pastor Ken Norton, shared a story with me a long time ago. And he was pastoring near a dorm, and um, in the girls' dorm there was this possessed girl. And they called him and asked if he could come help. And so he went over there, and this girl was on the ground, um, moving around and, and saying things and in a demonic tone. And when he got there, he told all the kids that were there, he said, if your relationship isn't right with God, go upstairs and pray and seek, it, seek to make your relationship right with God. And if your relationship is right with God, stay here and pray with me. And so they stood and they um, prayed around this girl who was demon-possessed. And he opened to the scripture in Colossians 2.15. And after praying, and Pastor Ken said, or he read it, said, And having disarmed authorities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them by the cross. And when he read that text, the girl grabbed his Bible and crunched it and um, said, I've known that for over 2,000 years. And they kept praying and they kept reading and claiming scripture. And uh, a tip that he shared with us is the pastor said, don't talk to the demon. Don't entertain the demon's conversation. Just talk to the person by their name and because they can hear you even in the midst of that and walk them um, through the steps to accept Jesus as their savior because that's what it ultimately takes and and awesome news is that the demon did leave that girl and she did accept Christ and, and followed him and so these are real stories. I know we don't see them a lot in America, but in other countries, they're rampant. They're everywhere. And James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So back to the basics, real simple, but the most important thing. And it, we're actually looking at a closer, or we're taking a closer look at these basics of prayer and the Word of God, prayer and Bible study as the weapons against spiritual warfare. We're looking at that personal relationship with Jesus for tomorrow evening. So God's call on our lives today is to seek His face. Psalm 27 verse 8 says, when thou says, Seek my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, Lord, spiritual warfare is such a serious thing. Um, it's interesting. It gets us um, very curious. And I just pray right now that you turn our minds to where they need to be. And that's Jesus, because... 
You're the one with the power and the victory. And Lord, I pray for each person's walk here that we would not deal with those things, that we would not encounter demonic forces in our day, but if we do, that you would remind us of this message, remind us of your teachings and your word of what to do, how to combat this spiritual warfare. We thank you for hearing our prayers, for being so awesome in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow, as our final message, the safest place to be is the title of it, and we will see you tomorrow evening.